Welcome back to Return of the History Jedi. Uh, it's the it's the third third podcast. So the third and final podcast. So welcome back, history fans. This is the last one of the kind of founding of the nation. And if you remember the first one, we went over the grievances of why America was so upset. And then the second one, we went over kind of the creation of the Constitution, Articles of Confederation, and kind of all the countries coming together and whatnot. I'm sorry, countries, all the states coming together and whatnot. So now we, uh, we're we kind of getting up to the battle between strong states' rights, strong uh, federal government, or national government, and just kind of where to go from there. And we left off talking about how the Constitution did not contain a Bill of Rights or any document really describing civil liberties that were promised to the citizens. So Virginia New York would only ratify or accept the Constitution if the Bill of Rights was added. So by June 21st, 1788, enough states had ratified the Constitution for it to take effect. So the men who met in Philadelphia in 1787 that designed the Constitution are often referred to as the framers of the Constitution. All right, so that Bill of Rights that we're talking about and including here. All right, so there's 10 of them, and I'm going to quickly go through and read you the, you know, the 10 here, and then I'll kind of go over them individually and break them down a little bit more. So Amendment 1, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercises thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for the redress of grievances. Amendment 2. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Amendment 3. No soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the, cons the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. Amendment 4. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and the effects against the unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, nor the warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by an oath of affirm affirmation, um, and uh, particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons of things to be seized. Number five. All right, I'm going to do the best I can and read the entire thing in one breath. Let's see how I do here. It's a long one. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless the, pre the presentment or indictment of a grand jury except the cases arising in the land of naval forces or in the militia when the actual service in the time of war or the public danger, nor shall any persons be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall compelled in any criminal case to the witness against himself nor deprived of life. <gasps> I couldn't do it. Liberty or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Holy cow, that's a long one with no period. What were they thinking, these crazy founding fathers? This next one doesn't have a period either. All right, number six. 
In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and districts wherein the crime shall be, have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law to be informed in the state nature and caused by the accusations to be confronted with the witnesses against him to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have an assistance and counsel in his, for his defense. Oh my, you know what? There was no mention of women in that one. So women just don't commit crimes? Is that it? Hmm. All right, number seven. In suits of common law where the value of controversy shall exceed $20, the right of a trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. That wasn't too long. Ooh, these next ones, these next three are very fast. I like these. Number eight. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Number nine, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And finally, number ten, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to, to the people. Okay, let's go over the basically here. Number one, you can't restrict religion, speech, press, assembly, or the people from complaining about the government. You just, you can't do that, all right? Number two, states can have a militia, a small army, to protect the people, and by the way, guns are okay to have, all right? So own a gun if you want, and the government is going to have a small army to defend itself. Number three, soldiers aren't allowed to stay in our homes. Remember that whole quartering act that we were really upset about earlier? Well, we're so upset about it, we're putting it in our Bill of Rights. Number four, the government cannot search your house without a cause to do so. So you're pri you have private property. You have privacy. Remember, this is like the Enlightenment stuff we talked about. People want these things. Number five, all right, must be proven guilty by a court and can't be tried twice. So if you're going to jail, if you're going in there, you have to be proven guilty. And there's going to be a court and there's going to be filled with peers in that court. And you can't be tried twice for the same crime, that double jeopardy stuff. All right, number six, you should have a fair and speedy trial, which goes right along with number five. All right, and kind of building on this, number seven here. If the court grievance um, exceeds $20, then there should be a jury to decide the outcome. So if it's just like a small matter thing, okay. But if it's over $20, we need, to, we need a jury to decide what's going on. All right, moving on to number eight. The government can't require large bail for like jail stuff like, oh, I need to pay this bail to get out, um, or fines or any kind of cruel and unusual punishment. So basically, you, you can't... Government can't overstep its bounds when it comes to punish, punishing people, and that means bail or fines or just punishment in general. Number nine, there are other rights that might not be in this document. Okay, so this is a living, breathing document, so to speak. So there might be other stuff. If the power, kind of going along with number nine, isn't given to the federal government, that big government, in this document, then that power goes to the states to decide. So, kind of interesting there. All right, so now these powers that we're talking about, there are delegated powers and reserve powers. So the delegated powers that the, 
Bill of Rights kind of talked about some of these things that, you know, there are other rights and there are things that the government controls and there's other things the government doesn't. The delegated powers are federal government powers. These are ones that are ruled by that number one big government. And such things are the right to coin money, regulate trade, foreign and domestic, raise and support the military. Okay, we mentioned some of these previously and some of them in the Bill of Rights that supporting a military. All right, the reserve power, these are for the states. They can establish local governments, okay? Think of like mayor, governor, those kind of things. And they're supposed to oversee schools, okay? Like public schools, for instance. That's all kind of locally run. Now, there's other things called concurrent powers. That is federal and state working together. So creating and collecting taxes, that's not just one group. That's both of them working together. Borrowing money, same thing. They can kind of work together on this one. Providing public welfare, okay? There's state can help out with this and the federal government can help out with this. Establishing a court system. We have local courts. We also have bigger courts like the Supreme Court. And kind of moving on, Supreme Court, ha, huh, supremacy clause. All right, not really 100% to, well, it does deal with this, I guess. Supremacy Clause clearly ranks the U.S. Constitution and all federal laws above state laws. So even though we're having different, you know, laws and different um, courts, we can have local stuff. The, the federal government trumps everything. So there's a Supremacy Clause in there. And to prevent the federal government from abusing powers... Um, there was also that separation of powers thing that we talked about, that legislative branch that makes laws, executive branch that makes sure the laws are carried out, judicial branch which interprets and applies the laws. The separation of powers provided checks and balances to make sure that there was some restraint on these powers and, the, and one could restrain the other and so forth. Now, continuing with this idea of checks and balances, we have the impeachment. The House of Representatives may impeach or change a president who is thought to be guilty of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. All right, then the Senate, because remember we have bicameral here, the Senate um, can, can, can try them as well. And if found guilty, the, this president is removed from office. In 1868, members of Congress tried to remove President Andrew Johnson for violating a law concerning the removal of cabinet members. The Senate did not pass this uh, by one vote. So they tried to impeach. It didn't happen. 1998, the House voted to impeach uh, President Bill Clinton for perjury and obstruction of justice. The Senate fell far short of the needed votes for impeachment. Finally, in 2019, the House voted to impeach President Donald Trump for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Uh, this was in relation to some uh, some dealings with uh, the Bidens and the Ukraine. So uh, there's more to that story, but uh, if it's something you're interested in, I, I definitely encourage you to look it up and read more about it. Uh, but uh, anyhow, the House voted to impeach and the Senate uh, did not vote to impeach. So we're kind of seeing a couple here, um, examples, but it's, it's, not, it's not a common thing to happen. Um, so anyhow. The president also has checks and balances here. Um, they have a veto power. This power allows them to reject bills passed by Congress. However, Congress can override this presidential veto. Congress can obtain 
a two-thirds majority of a vote to override a presidential veto. All right, then the judicial branch has the Supreme Court. All right, this Supreme Court has the power of um, for judges um, to judge laws that to be constitutional or unconstitutional, and there are nine current Supreme Court members. The Supreme Court and the number um, that were was never really put into the Constitution of like these nine judges that we just talked about. Uh, but people figured this is what the Founding Fathers would have wanted. Keep this in mind when we get to FDR. Foreshadowing. All right. The Constitution, like I said, is considered a living, breathing document. So it can be adapted and changed. And, you know, basically to fit our society. Because, you know, back in 1776, we didn't have the Internet. So we might have to change a few things. So we have this thing called an elastic clause. And this grants powers to Congress to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper to for carrying into execution the foregoing powers. That's the textbook. All right, basically it allows Congress the power to do things not specifically outlined in the Constitution, kind of like that whole Internet thing. So bottom line, tying this all back to Enlightenment, we have separation of powers. We have checks and balances, which we just got done talking about. The impeachment veto power override Supreme Court. The Constitution is living. We're seeing amendment. We're seeing changes. And we have a Bill of Rights, certain things that the government cannot take away from us. Now, I know this was a ton of information. It's like my only podcast that is separated into three different sections. So a lot of studying going into this one. I know it's tough. Listen to this maybe a couple of times. Read some of the literature that goes along with this. I know it's tough. You can do it. Good luck. I believe in you. All right. So maybe we'll come out with some prequels after I've done this awesome trilogy. No. The prequels are bad. Sorry, Star Wars. It's just not happening. Really, Jar Jar Binks? Really? <laughs>